Hey, you're listening to the Sunnyside Podcast Show with me, PJ. Me, Ron. And me, Scott. Cue the theme tune. Keep on Sunnyside, always on Sunnyside. Keep on Sunnyside alive. It will help us every day. It'll guide us on the way. If we keep on Sunnyside alive. I haven't put my headphones in because, frankly, it is so hot... I'm worried my ears will melt off my head. It's not so hot not, today. It's no, it's cooled down. But I mean, I, 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 you know, you know what I look like. I store heat like like a small furnace. So it's been days and days and days of heating me up from the interior, and now I slowly. I don't have enough. I've got surface area measured out wrong, so it doesn't escape from me fast enough. And it's all coming out through, through two areas. It's, it's coming out face. through the top of my head and the other location where heat would normally exude so it's not coming out fast enough so i'm still warm still too warm is that, is that i can't believe kind of like that a puce this color? is what we're opening the show with the world is literally a flame and <laughs> so pj's, is so my, so PJ's my, telling us about how so hot his crotch is <laughs> but you know i think it's possibly a metaphor for what what's going on uh, in the world Lord, there's a flame. There's a helicopter outside our my house here uh, flying around for some reason. I don't quite know why we've got helicopters. What's going on? Is there stuff going on in Belfast? No. Well, there was a there was a Black Lives Matter protest at City Hall today, but um, they neglected to tell very many people about it. And also the COVID thing's still going on, so it's really hard for people to kind of weigh up protesting and yeah. coronavirus. In the same, in the same. Yeah, I mean, one of, one of the problems I think with the coronavirus stuff is it's so invisible that you kind of forget. Like, when if you're not immediately affected by it, you kind of forget. Like, anytime you're even well, chatting to someone, yeah. it's pretty hard to keep the two meter distance because you, you know, it's unnatural anyway for a start. And then you're sort of you're leaning in and you're talking, and by the time you're done, you're like one meter away from each other, or half, you know, five inches away, or whatever. Who's um, forgetting about coronavirus? Who's forgetting about coronavirus? I'm not. Well, I'm not saying you're totally. I'm not saying it's out of your head, but you are kind of wandering around, going, "Well, there's only been three deaths or something in Northern Ireland now, so we're probably mostly. It's what are the odds now? I mean, not, I'm not saying well, I'm thinking. I'm, that. I'm still just yeah. not seeing anyone. I'm yeah. just yeah, I'm just not uh, talking yeah, to people. Still or not doing the same people. thing. I haven't. We had a. Yeah, but um, I mean, that's that's what Ron would do normally, and yeah. I don't know. That was that what you would do normally, Scott? Would you Would you be out yeah, seeing would, people? Uh, would you be? You'd be working. No. I have kids. Where am I going? <laughs> no work. We did have a um we had a guy uh come to our house today. Um a guy who I know through work called Peter Marley, who's a fantastic on set photographer. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing a series of portraits that I think he I could be wrong with this, but I think he mentioned today will be could be displayed in the museum. Uh-huh. Um, uh, their doorstep uh, portraits during the COVID. He's using using right. his daytime his daytime daily walk uh-huh. to travel to um, various people's houses and take doorstep portraits. Uh, oh, so we just knocking them up and then hoping, waiting for them to come to the door, or are these prearranged? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. No, prearranged, prearranged. Um, of course. So my uh, instant thought is, God, it must take him ages to paint those. But then I just realised he's a photographer. He's not going to be at the door painting yeah. you. I mean, for three, four it would be hours. a bit unwieldy to have like an easel and watercolors on the set of a TV show. You say that, but I mean, it's that's good what weather, people good used weather to, for That it. was the Kodak. That was Kodak moment when you, in the 1800s was a, a tiny, tiny package of uh, watercolor paints. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Mm. It's hard to know if there's a gap in the sound because you guys are waiting on something or if, if it's just gone dead. That's that's the... We're, we're, wait, it's we're, both, waiting, really. we're waiting for it to get <laughs> funny. <laughs> wow! Wow! Imagine having a podcast and one of the, the co-hosts actually heckles the show for being dull. Can you imagine? No, I wasn't heckling the show. I was heckling you. Me? Oh, right. Oh, I'm the end. Scott, Scott, PJ I'm is the show. I, PJ, think, I think it's PJ, pretty clear PJ, at this point. You know, PJ cracks the a PJ joke show, and then goes... And we're just alone for the And ride. then literally, literally goes, is this thing on? <laughs> yeah. PJ forgot to say, waka, waka, waka. 
Do you like my shirt? By hey the guys, way, did, it, did, it, did everybody did everybody freeze? Because I just I just made a really funny joke there, and there was just silence. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we we uh, do a regular pub quiz, family pub quiz, as I'm sure you know. Uh, Nathan is the consistent winner of it every single week, except for last night when he came last. And I won. And I pointed out that to the rest of the family, I said, uh, it's not important that I won this. It's important that we all beat Nathan. Uh, and that thinks that's cruel, though. <laughs> but he, he's yeah, up for it. Put, put one over on your kids whenever you can. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake. Anyway, this what, what happened was, what, while we were playing this, there was a moment of silence when my dad goes, has the sign stopped working? But we were all just been quiet for a second. <laughs> you imagine a room full of me. Uh, that's what it's like. <laughs> so, <laughs> see, I don't know if that delay was for something else. <sighs> no, just imagining a ro- just imagining a room full of PJ, <laughs> like the what do you call the fucking guy, Mister Mister Mesex, Mister Mesex from me. uh, from Rick and Mr. Morty, Mesex. yeah, just all yeah. PJs wandering around. Just figuring out which that one's going to be brave funny. enough to take their trousers off first. <laughs> I like that you think I'd start with trousers. Oh on. God, it's really it's really hot in here, but I don't want I don't want. Oh. I know social social norms dictate that I shouldn't debag, but oh God, I really want to debag. Oh, saw that I'm going to debag. Oh. oh look, everyone, I've got long johns on underneath. I that was ten years ago. Ten years ago, that was ten years ago. Yeah, and and, and that's and, that and, and that's and it still lives with me. A mere, a mere oh, slip gee. of the man at forty at the time. <laughs> what worries? What genuinely worries me, Scott, is that for me, ten so things that happened ten years ago don't fundamentally change my character because ten years ago I was forty, so I was pretty much hard boiled then. There was no, there was no, no more cooking to be done there. I was done. Whereas you, on the other hand, were a mere slip of a lad and very easily influenced. So I don't know what damage we wrought, but I'm beginning to well, see it. Put it, As put, it this, put it this way: I've never face. had any desire to wear long johns. <laughs> so there's there, there's that. No, I don't know ago, if you I had, had you a desire. Met Hannah, you hadn't got married. No. You hadn't kids. No, a lot's happened no. in a decade for you, Scott. For you, Scott, an awful sure. lot has happened. In the past ten years, I mean, not I mean, a, it feels it feels like a lot. It feels like the last six weeks has been about eight years. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. We I, oddly, uh, what happened this morning was a, a little iPhone. The iPhone does this thing every so often, as I'm sure you're aware, because you've got an iPhone where it goes, "Hey, do you want to see a photo of the before times? <laughs> do you want <laughs> Here's a reminder of what used to look like ten years ago." And you think, I don't want to see this. And then you look at it and go, oh, my God, I look so young. And it's like, oh, right, photos from 2006. And Annette's, Annette and I are looking at it going, God, we look so young then. What happened to us? We were so young and slim and so full of life <laughs> and excitement. Ah, mm. but then the children came and drained all your life force. <laughs> Actually, they were longer than 10 years ago because they were from 2006. So, yeah, so 14 years ago. 14 years ago, ago, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, God. It's been a long... This past 10 years feels like the longest... The longest possible one. Um, But, you know, another 10 years to go. Five more years of Tory rule. So, anyway, did you know... What do you mean another um, 10 years? Are you you only living to 60? That's where my intent, yeah. Why go beyond that? Get my bus past... Hop on a bus, go off the edge. No, of course I intend to. I'm, the thing, the truth is, I intended to live to be about ninety six or something, and like drawn at the drawing table all the way through. But as I get older now, every morning I wake up, it's slightly disappointing. <laughs> what, what that you actually woke up? Yeah, he's like, oh, <laughs> oh. I'm gonna drag this big pile of bones of mine out of the bed, like. I'm so old that even PJ, lying in bed. PJ, you're not big boned. No, I'm not big boned. It's it's the baggage around the bones that's big, <laughs> but the bones themselves are small and delicate. And and when I lie down, I, I lie down, and my like the elasticity is more or less gone on every part of me. 
There's nothing. There's no more elasticity in my body. So you know, right? You you don't have. I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you're start you're starting to go this way, Scott. But when you lie down on the side of your face, right, the, all the elasticity around the muscles on my mouth has gone. So you start just start dribbling out the side of your mouth because you can no longer form an airtight can, a seal. You just can't. It just goes bleh, just out the side. What do you mean? That's you just, just my mouth. can't. It's very I'm, hard I'm to, still yeah, struggling like, with the thought of PJ forming an airtight seal with his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> On what? I don't know. <laughs> that thought would keep no, me awake a, at a, night. A, a PJ human centipede? A human centipede? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what now, you want to do with we have, multiple we have, we have quite a number of very, very talented artists who listen to the show do we if any of them you're gonna commission a drawing here are you if any of them would like to draw a human centipede (laughs) please please do i'll make it a t-shirt we'll make it a poster we'll have little badges let's uh, let's make it happen pj if his mouth shut oh will the (laughs) no the the front one will be talking (laughs) Oh, so it's multiple PJs. Oh no, so will yeah, so multiple the PJs. The yeah, it's it's three. Yeah, and Ron, we've we've been we've been to dinner with PJ. Just because he has something in his mouth does not stop him from talking. <laughs> Sometimes it stops. And whether me that it's really annoying. Um, <laughs> and if that thing happens to be the asshole of another PJ, then so be it. Well, so we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> Pen, pens to paper people <laughs> pens to paper uh, I've never seen the human centipede is the first one supposed to be actually good isn't it isn't that the no the gist of it? no no it's 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 a bad film but the sequels get progressively worse <laughs> alright this the human cent the sequel made 97 pounds at the UK box office <laughs> wow that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there was a discussion yesterday on. There's a, a an artist forum on Facebook. It's, it's sort of closed forum, primarily for artists uh, about what um, we as artists can do to increase representation of the Black and Asian minorities and and uh, comics and how how we as a. I mean, she was talking. They were talking about everyone in the forum. And it was a kind of question, what can you do to help these other people that maybe find that these doors are closed or that they they don't even know these doors exist, which is a genuine problem, I think. But so two things came out of that, and I'll talk about one, I'm sure, at length. But the other thing that came out of it was the most amazing anecdote by, um, uh, I, I, I don't want to say who it is because it, uh, because it was written in a kind of private forum, but I want to explain what it is because it's amazing. So a, uh, a well-known American writer, primarily best known for sort of action-adventure American books, and and you'd know the guy's name, actually, I think, if I said, said that at one point he was approached by Marvel Comics to do a Benny Hill television show comic book for Thames TV. And they had no idea, as an American, what Benny Hill was about. They'd seen some Benny Hill um, runs on American TV. And so he assembled a collection of, uh, as it happened, there was Asian, black, um, you know, a kind of wide range of, of the community. Not through any deliberate, I need to pick, the, but but because he wasn't, you know, it, this these were just the people that were available. And they, what they saw when they watched the Benny Hill TV show was that Benny Hill is a kind of seaside naughtiness. So that's what they were pitching to Thames TV. Thames TV, they saw it and went, this is nothing like Benny Hill. What, what is this all about? This is, let us send you some copies of Benny Hill. And he says, and we got it. And you could literally see the disgust in his voice when he went, it's full of stereotypical stupid Irish, stingy Scots. It's <laughs> And they're going, wow, yeah, I, yeah, I'd forgotten what Benny Hill was like. <laughs> it was full of that stuff. But the idea that this American writer was ta- asked to do a, a Benny Hill comic was kind of amazing. It was an amazing story, I think. But it doesn't seem I to... I had a Benny Hill comic whenever I was young. Oh, did you? Um, well, here's the thing. Benny Hill, before he was the TV star, was a radio star. Hmm. So back in like the 19... I think it was the 1950s. 
he was a radio star and they used to make comics based on radio stars, you know. So yes. like cheeky Benny Hill getting up to all kinds of laughs and but he was maybe like in his twenties. Yes. It's not the same character at all. It's not the lecherous old man. He's just this sort of like um likely lad about town. So it's like, like the young Benny Hill Chronicles? Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at a page. I've I've Googled it. I'm looking at a page from Radio Fun July. Radio 9th, Fun, that's 19th. exactly what it was. <laughs> 1955 and it's titled Benny Hill, Britain's Brightest Boy But that's exactly the one I had, I have a copy yeah. of that somewhere here <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and actually looking at it it looks very much like a Viz comic strip except, you know, without all the rudeness but he's, he's just... sort of rosy cheeked and he's all like yeah yeah. I know I know exactly the cover I found it stashed away so, in a pile uh, of comics yeah, so at my, at my uh Grandmother's house. So it makes young. me wonder when, when, when Marvel were approached to do it. Though that that's because I mean, when probably was in the eighties or that, you yeah, know, in the early eighties, he would have been incredibly popular. You know. Yeah, well, I suppose. Yeah, Benny Hill. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I, I do remember seeing stuff about the Benny Hill show being seen by Americans, and they, they know the Yakety Sax song and the, the kind of chasing people around sort of stuff. So. But I mean, when you take out the racial stuff and the stereotype stuff out of Benny Hill, what's left? What was left that the Americans were watching? Was was it the yakety sax Cheeky bum squeezing five times in a row? Hmm? Cheeky bum squeezing. Cheeky bum squeezing. <laughs> a, lo- a lot of a lot of what appealed to Americans what, was like the, you know, the the body che- sexual sexuality. Che- cheeky bum squeezer is that? That Scott's uh, porn name. <laughs> Oh no, Scott! Scott's more of a. Sorry, was it was did, did, did it pause there, or was there or was there just silence for some <laughs> other reason? <laughs> I keep forgetting to push the the laughter button, but. Uh... <laughs> 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 All right, that was a funny. So yeah, I'm not sure that Benny would fly these days. Um, no, no, I don't think he would spe- at all. Speaking of so flying, the, the who's watched Space Force? Oh, well, I I've was watched... going to finish what I was talking about, but okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, your anecdote, we were dumb. go ahead. No, uh, they I told the anecdote. Somebody wanted, to, somebody wanted to drop any hill. No, there were two things I wanted to talk about. That was one of them. The other thing that came out of that was I posted, look, I, I mean, I have no part That's to help right, I forgot. Anyone. PJ as Nelson Mandela. <laughs> <laughs> I I said, look, I have I have no part. This is the, the awkward thing about it. How do I bring people from the black and Asian minority ethnic communities up when I have no part to even get me work? So how do you do that? And I thought, well, I like literally, I can do nothing here, so I don't know what I can do. And I thought, well, what I can do is I can say, look, if you're interested in working for 2000 AD, I can't get you work there. But what I can do is I can help you understand how it works. You know, I can, I can help. So I posted that on um, Twitter. Literally, just posted that. And so there was a bunch of a bunch of people contacted me, which was good. Uh, a couple of people I wasn't terribly surprised to see in, in touch because I know that that's where their ambitions lie already. Uh, and I mean, I I think I'm always been someone that people can approach and say, "Would you like to do something?" Because I've been approached a few times about that, but this opened the door for them to say, "Yeah, would you like to do something?" So that that was interesting. Uh, but also, um, what's his name? Noel Clark. Noel Clark, who played Mickey in Doctor Who, Rose's boyfriend, Mickey, oh, yeah. and who went on then to was it? Is it called Badhood? No, it's, it's is it uh, adulthood um, and adult, kidulthood and adulthood? Yeah. That were they seem to do quite well. I don't know. Were they films or TV shows? I can remember. I can't remember. Uh, I think they were, they were both. Were they both? Yeah. There was a. Um, they seem to be quite successful. A... And I think he started a production company. And then he he got in touch and said, "Oh, look, I I would love to do something with 2000 AD." But at that stage, I was panicked because I have no power, as I've already mentioned, and so I was like, "Going, I don't know what to do with this information." So I, I got him in touch with um, Jason uh, Kingsley, who's the, the owner of Rebellion, the owner of 2000 AD. And so that has sparked a conversation. Now, nothing may happen. You know, that's the, the, the reality of television and film and, and this stuff is nothing may happen. Um, I know, actually, there's a friend of mine uh, uh, who's talked about before how um, he knows writers whose entire working career is writing scripts that have never been produced 
That's all they do. They just, they write it, you know, they need some money, they write a script, it gets bought, and it's never made. That's all they do. So they never get anything left, you know, actually created. Well, funny, Noel had a uh, a very recent brush with uh, this, a similar sort of thing that uh, Andy Jarvis had whenever he was on the show. Where he oh, was cut out of a cut out of an, an, an image. If, I don't know if people, oh, people listen right, to the yeah. show going back a while. If you scroll back to the episode called Black is a Colour 2, uh, black or black is also a color. Um, the, the Andy was on, and he had been cut out of an image where he was a guest speaker at a at an event, and the original photograph had him standing at the right hand side of of a group of people, and then whenever it was put in the newspaper, he was sliced off the side. And uh, the same thing happened to Noah Clark recently. He was in a movie, and his his name is in the list of credits at the top of the of the of the movie poster. But he's nowhere to be seen on the cover, and every other member of the cast is on the cover, all standing, looking mm. exceptionally white and cheerful, and he's not. And yes. he was quite angry, and he pointed out that not not one other member of the cast had spoke up for him on this. Yeah. Which I yeah. thought was, quite, one, quite brave to kind of come out and say that, and two, yeah. fuck me, what a neck they have then just to get him not stand up for someone like that. <laughs> Mind you, a lot of the time, you know, I think... Uh, it's one of these things that actors don't really have any input into, but at the same time, they have a platform they, they and they can what, use what, it. I mean, yeah, it's like the your natural instinct is uh, my horrible natural instinct is always to defend people and go, well, maybe they didn't even know about it. Maybe they made their film and went on and didn't see it. But I mean, I'm sure they've seen posters and stuff, and I'm and I'm, I'd be surprised if you saw a poster and went, "Where's a where's." thingy where is he is i mean he a lot of, a lot of the time actors have got approval you know on on images of them you used to know they might have yeah. signed off on something or their agent would have signed off on something i mean nobody these things don't happen in a vacuum you know yeah yeah but i would they, say even well, if they, they hadn't had, if they hadn't seen they hadn't seen the poster or whatever him getting cropped out of it was news and if there is news about your film it's going to get back to you yeah but the, the, the film the film came out like a few years ago the poster was out a few years ago. I suspect that he maybe was under uh, an NDA over saying anything negative about it at all. So, so he couldn't really come. I, I, I just know. think. I just think what. I just think the te- the the tenor of the moment right now is that people are feeling a lot freer to say things that they haven't yeah. been able to say before. Um, in the news today, John Boyega is at the protest at Hyde Park. And he's basically just standing up and saying, I don't give a fuck if this ruins my career. I'm going to call out everyone who have, you know, who've basically not been paying attention to, to, uh, you know, what, you know, what's happening to the black community in this country. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, uh, you know, it's rare you see a public figure be that angry and that upset in public. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, it's, it's very hard not to be affected by it. But you remain unaffected, Scott. It is, I, like, there are little gaps in the conversation that I am putting down to. I like I'm I'm looking for micro suggestions. Do you want me to fill some space here? But there's like I, it's that it's hard to know if Scott's even alive. Like for all He's I know, definitely moving. Hannah, I'm keeping Hannah's track. Behind him I'm doing watching him for animations. Because I can sit still in a chair. PJ worries <laughs> that he might have to fill some dead air time. That's all PJ, PJ needs is a micro cue from someone. One millisecond of stillness. And PJ is there to fill it. Like some sort of fart. <laughs> Just seeping into all the empty space. Like a mouth creating a vacuum seal over an asshole. You're bad. You're bad boy. So, yeah, I mean, it is... It is like it is weird in that you do feel like you should do something, but it's hard to know what you should do. And then you feel like if you're going to do something, you're going to do some patronizing, and then that makes you feel bad about. It. And it's like it's it's just circles of circles of, you know, how do you address or do something useful when you're in a very very white area? <laughs> like, well, I mean, you know, you know the the. The word coming out from the black community is, you know, we don't necessarily want you to do anything other than listen to us. Yeah. And yeah. perhaps, you know, le- learn something. And if you're going to do anything, it's it's to elevate and, and uh, you know, highlight the voices of black people whenever they're trying to tell you what's going on. 
you know, hmm. which is a nice way of saying, you know, stay out of the way. This is our moment yeah. to try and draw attention to this. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't need people sort of signifying, yes, it's all very, I mean, most of us would consider ourselves allies or at least, you know, non-combatants in this. Oh, yeah, yeah, but non-threatening. Th- that's but then the, I, think, I think that's, that, that's, where the, that's where the film poster thing comes in, is, is those people kind of thought, well, I'm not going to kick up a stink. He's not on it. He should be on it, which is wrong. I'll just, I'm, but I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to draw or, attention. Or making the assumption that Noel Clark himself, if, I'm sure if he had a problem, he would have said something, you know. Yeah. But that's, yeah, but that's the people, assumption that keeps on yeah. letting this sort of thing happen. Well, we're not going to solve any of it here, that's for sure. Well, oh really? No, okay, well, we've got plenty of time left. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now on to Space Force, <laughs> which I've seen the first episode of. Oh, only the first? I've seen the first two. The first yeah, two. Okay. To be honest, it, it never re- it didn't didn't grab me. It's not anywhere near as funny as I want it to do. I think it's it's fighting one of those things where your expectations are one thing and what they're delivering is another, and it's not quite delivering what I'm expecting. Which is like office think, level funny. I think if there's any issue I have with the show, and there are some scenes in the first couple of episodes that I was absolutely dying laughing at, but the overall premise, where they're essentially trying to parody the Trump administration, is is a pitfall that many comedy shows have fallen into because mm-hmm. it is almost impossible to parody the Trump administration. Yeah. Although you know, sure, the jokes really, don't go as far as reality does. Have you? Have you? I'm sure you've seen the, the the woman who does. Um, she re she basically does a a, a sync synchronization to yes. Trump's stuff. Have you seen that? There's an article about yeah. her the other uh, yesterday, or maybe it was the New today. York Times. Yeah, yeah, kind of talking about how the the beauty of what she does is where where so many comedians try and out Trump him to make it funny. She's just letting the words hang there and and kind of drawing attention to how ridiculous it would be if somebody else said them. How we're just letting them say those things because, you know, that's what we do. Like letting a child get away with saying whatever it wants and, and then everyone just turn and go, well, you know, he's a child, so what can you do? Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I mean, so sometimes you get you surf. You, if you're going to surf anywhere near Trump as a president, you've got to do something way, way better than, you know, whatever Trump is already doing. Yeah, that is own material. Yeah. What about you, Scott? How do you feel? I liked it. I thought it was good. The second episode, uh, I thought I was going to burst from laughing. Um, okay, well, and it, it's, it, it's It continues on. Yeah, like... Does, does couple, it stay like, as good as the second episode? The second episode, I was I thought, was incredibly funny. And I yeah. haven't got back to it since, but there's stuff... There, there was stuff in that episode, yes, that definitely tickled my funny bone. Okay. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot there's a lot going on in that. It, it, like it feels like a much later episode than it is. Um, it does stay it does stay as funny. Some of the dramatic beats that they try to put in fall a little bit flat, but they are always picked up. You know, a moment or two later by something funny. And John Malkovich, it just gets better and better as the season mm. goes on. So Manhattan, I think we did two or three apps a night, so we finished it in, in three or four days or something like that. I, fi- I find um, comedy is a difficult thing to binge. You yeah, know, I, li- I like yeah. the comedy in sort of bite-sized uh, morsels. And yeah, you're kind of used to 25-minute bits, aren't you, really? It's just like... Yeah. That's how long It's it kind of hard be. for me to sit and go, well, I've got eight episodes of this. Let's get through this in uh, you know, you, a four-hour sit. You know? Have you seen Upload, which is on Amazon Prime? I have not. No. Do you know what it's about? The premise of Upload is that... I do know the um, premise, yeah. Okay, well, for anyone listening who doesn't, the premise of Upload is you're in a sci-fi future thing where when you're about to die, not when you die, but when you're about to die, they can upload all of your thoughts and memories into like a VR world and then your body just dies, and that's and you know that, that's you. No, that's where your soul is. Um, and so it's the, like a the comedy VR take world, on that Black Mirror episode, is it? Yeah, sort of. The, the the thing is that yeah, it is. I mean, that's that's probably where where you would start your pitch, really. But the the pre- the other premise of it is that um, there are various qualities of these upload worlds that you can go into, and this one's a particularly nice one. But it's he's been put there by his fiance, who's essentially paying for it. It's like owning a family plot. And so it, there's a relationship between this bloke who's about to get married to this girl. And just as he's about to die, he is 
murdered. And there's this weird kind of detective story that runs through it about who murdered him. Uh, or they, I mean, and the thing is, the future—it's all futuristic. It's all a little bit futuristic, but in weird ways that you kind of go, "This feels like a skit, but it isn't working." Um, there's a bit in it where, she, the, the, so the, his uh, fiance is this very vain uh, woman who uh, she goes, "Oh, I've, I've just, I've, what do you think of my back? I've just had my um, shoulder blades sharpened." And and then she'll sit down and then she'll rip the fabric of the seat that she's on. And it's like, this feels like a bit from something, but it's not, it's just not, it's not coherent. None of it really coheres. And then the, the, is the it, detective... Is, is it another story, Greg Daniels series? Um, Who's Greg Daniels? Greg Daniels, the guy who did Space Force on The Office. Uh, uh, yes, it is, actually. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was the same guy. Yeah. Um, Funny, whenever it, I was watching the trailer for it, it, it sort of reminded me more of The Good Place. Yeah, it, I think that's, I, that's, I think where, it that's where it felt to me. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I think it, it's maybe it's just unfortunate because they both share the idea that they're in an afterlife. No, but that's about it. That's and they're both comedies, but that's about it, really. I, the and Good they're, Place and they're both created by ex ex office writers. <laughs> oh, yeah, must be. They, they, I mean, I think. Um, what do you call it? The the good place always had a solid, simple driving narrative, and was very focused on what it was. Whereas this is very sort of it, it doesn't seem to know what it wants to be really. It sort of wants to be. It's I think in tone it's probably closer to something like Last Man on Earth, something like that. Oh God, I love um, the Last Man on Earth. Yeah, I'm saying in tone. <laughs> yeah, no, saying? I'm not. So, yeah, no, I. I, I didn't. Yeah, I saw the trailer for this, and I, I I watched a couple of episodes of The Good Place, and it wasn't for me, so I never went back to it. And this just felt like a bad version of The Good Place. The good so place? I thought, mm. no, mm. no. It's I watched the first I don't know two or three episodes and wasn't enamored with it, so I just never went back. And now there's like four uh, seasons, and who has time for that? <laughs> okay. Frankie, don't take me like a. That'll take me like a week. I uh, have you been keeping an eye on what's on things that are happening on Kickstarter at all? Have you been looking at? It seems to be more and more Kickstarter projects. Whether that's because comic shops are closed and people are turning to Kickstarter, I don't know. I would love to buy things from Kickstarter. Yeah, but I'm not waiting a year and a half from it. Get fucked. It's uh, not the year and a half wait that bothers me. It's that everything's dispatched from the states, and it t- it's going to be like twenty dollars to get here. Mm. I'm, I'm not even bothered about that. The, the number of things that I click on, you, you're not on Instagram, so you don't know my pain. The number of sponsored adverts that I get when I see a picture of something, I think, holy shit, that looks fucking cool. And it's you like swipe up to, you know, more information and it takes you to a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo. You're like, oh, great. They haven't even hit their goal yet. So it's going to be like a year before I get this. No, no, go away. Come back to me in a year when it's available for sale. Thank you. The promise of the modern world is we can have things instantly, not in a year away. What's going on? Yeah, and I want them instantly. The only thing that the only thing I've ever backed on Kickstarter fucking sucked. (laughs) What was that? What What was was that? that? The tiles. Yeah, the tiles, the little, ge- the little uh, geofence yeah, the, like tracker tag things for your tracker keys. things that we we got yeah. a few of. Yeah, yeah. Did they, did they not turn into bullshit. a bigger thing, or were they just really uh, there's, bad? There's or? a few companies that kind of tried to do it, and then eventually Tile did it, and then they took off, and now they're in the middle of a of a antitrust uh, suit against Apple because Apple are about to bring out their probably much more impressive first party solution. Mm. and Tile are saying that they've been removed from Apple stores, which is where they used to get most of their sales from. So now they're saying, well, Apple have kicked us out of the store because they want to sell theirs, and that's not fair. So The expression for that it's, is it's, Sherlock, isn't it? Isn't that when something's been Sherlock? It, it, it is, yeah. I mean... Are you familiar with that term, time, Scott? But surely uh, Apple can sell I'm whatever Sherlock. they want in their shops. Yeah, but I guess the argument is that, um, well, the, the criticism is that Apple always waits for someone to come up with a really good product. And, and if the argument goes that if, if you can come up with a product that should be a part of the operating system or should be a part of the, of the ecosystem, that's probably not a terrific business model in the long run because Apple will eventually decide that, yes, you're right, that should be a part of the ecosystem and they'll make a first-party version of it. 
that supersedes anything you can do with yours or is free. And, you know, if you're competing against much, much better or free, you're kind of out of the out of the conversation in that game. Yeah, so. but like they're, they're not going to be able to stop Apple from making it. So if no, so, but, but 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 I think the argument their argument would be, uh, look, it's you're you're making this thing which will probably impinge on patents that we have, but they so they'll have to fight that argument. But not only that, you've decided to remove. But Apple can app afford to lose remove. that argument, which is a hilarious thing. You know, what's that? Apple can big know, dog but, any. Yeah, Apple can afford to big thing, dog any of these patent things because they have but from, the war from chest. Tiles, to from Tiles' perspective, the only the only outcome that they can have, they're not going to stop Apple from making these tiles, their their little trackers. So so they get put back in the Apple Store for sale, and then Apple still bring out their presumably better, eventually maybe not first gen, but presumably better version, and then what? Yeah, no like you're still tile you're still. Anyway. Yeah, like it, that's, and I'm not saying that they should that they should just fuck off and die and like just accept it and roll over, but it just doesn't seem. Oh, my my it, perception it seems, is that what they're what they're looking for is a last payout before the inevitable shot to the mm. back of the head. Mm. You know, and that yeah yeah. You know, the, the, there's no exit strategy. They can't they can't sell the company to someone else. No one's going to want it now. Apple so would be the one get, you sell it to. Yeah, and Apple don't need them. Or so, Amazon would be the next that would be the next big the big buyer that you would want to sell to. Um, well, yeah, yeah I mean, the I, product you know, works with Android phones, but um, yeah, I mean, you could easily see them turn into a kind of troll patent farm where they basically shut down all, all operations except their solicitors department and start sending out letters left, right, and center. And it'll not be letters to Apple; it'll be letters to third parties that are using Apple trackers for things to say we need you to yeah. pay for this. Which has happened before. I, I guess the problem. Like- pro- yeah, I mean, the problem is if if you create a product based on you know essentially either open source or widely available technologies, you can be replicated very easily. And and you know unless you're bringing something completely unique to the table, then you just need to kind of make that money while you can because someone's going to come along and do it cheaper and faster and more efficiently than you can, or they're going to create a solution that is you know has Apple branding on it, and people will just be like, well, I'll just get that one. That's the default. Hmm. Hmm. So, have you watched any films this past uh, millennia that we've been in lockdown this past week? <laughs> millennia this week? Have I watched? Have I watched anything? I finished watching um, uh, "Defending Jacob," which I quite enjoyed. Oh, oh okay. shit! Yeah, I, on, I keep meaning. I keep on, meaning to watch. It. I finally TV plus. finally watched the Mythic Quest um, quarantine episode, which was terrific. Oh, what did um, you think I of that? To watch. Scott? Oh, it's it's. Fabulous. I mean, they that was uh, Mythic Quest was some of the best TV that I watched. Was it this year I mean, or last? This it year, last year. A very unrealistic expectation of the lack of uh, synchronicity problems in audio and video in the Zoom conferences they were constantly having. Although F. Murray Abraham's uh, character was just like my dad on Zoom, so I'm presuming that's a universal <laughs> uh, trait of every older man. Yeah. No, I thought everyone played a blinder. Um, it was really good, very very sweet, um, and the the kind of storyline yeah, with Poppy it's, it's, was something that, that I imagined that they were gonna. I kind of saw that storyline happening, not because of this COVID scenario, but happening, you know, maybe in season two, like a burnout kind yeah, of. It, it didn't feel it didn't feel like anything they were doing in that episode was forced, or that the characters no, were out of no. place from no. how they were established you know previously so it was very you know. good and the, the the writers of that show have all come from it's always sunny and the best episodes of it's always sunny are when the cast are, are all confined in a in a specific location are all can self-contained and that showed in that it was very very good and uh, what did mm. you think of defending jacob because it, i think it looks good but i haven't heard i mean it's on apple Does and nobody talks really about depressing. apple tv so yeah. Yeah, that's because Apple have done their best no. to hide Apple TV. Yeah, the app is, done is very best fucking to make infuriating. Sure. Yeah, if you oh, what's that? You want to watch something on Apple TV? Try and guess where we are. <laughs> You'll never find us. Hey, I mean, guess what? It's a gigantic banner in the middle of the screen, but I think everyone just thinks that's like a promote. I mean, literally, they they don't have that many shows, so they're all swipeable in this wee uh, yeah center banner area. 
<laughs> but, but, and like, um, so I, I was trying to show my wife where, where the Apple shows were. And first of all, your brain blocks out that banner. And it's almost like you've got a sort of ad blocking built into your head because you see yeah. that banner and you go, they're trying to sell us something there. Let's look for the TV shows. My problem with the app is the same problem that I have with Amazon Prime. And that's it showing me stuff that I can't watch for free. Well, not not oh. even showing me stuff that I can't watch for free. It's showing me things that isn't part of my subscription. So Apple saying, hey, what to watch next? Jojo Rabbit. I thought, holy shit, Jojo Rabbit's on somewhere to watch. And you click on it and they go, no, thirteen ninety nine, yeah. please. Way sucker. Um, yeah, well, hold on a sec. Amazon Prime have updated their iPad app and it does now have a little switch at the top right hand corner that says only show me things that are available to me. Yeah. So that's good. Although what's the, the problem with Apple TV is it's multiple things. So hmm. there's Apple TV, which is the hardware. Then yeah. there's Apple TV, which is the app. But the app is not the subscription service. The subscription service is TV Plus. Yeah. Which you subscribe to inside. And the Apple TV app is an aggregator of all the services that are available yeah. in on your Apple TV but, hardware. But Scott's and right. inside that, TV Plus is just treated as one of those services. Yet it has yeah. a premium the position. So you kind of get this impression TV that it's... Is it shows you everything. It doesn't show you, here's the specific things you want to watch. It shows you every single thing. And Apple stuff is in amongst all of that stuff. So it really is needle in a haystack yeah. kind of location. There is stuff. some, there is some t- very good things that they do in the app. I like the what what to watch next, like the, the little banner along the top that shows you everything you've been watching. You can carry on with the next episode. I like the push notifications that tell me when there's a new episode of something up. But fuck yeah. me, is the, is the app just all over the show? And I, and I I like that the Apple TV app tells you about things that aren't on TV Plus necessarily. Yeah, you know, if you're yeah. watching a you know, if, I, if I'm watching Line of Duty on BBC, and then next week this new episode of Line of Duty, I get an alert saying next you know the next episode of Line of Duty is available to watch on iPlayer. Mm. Uh, that'll not be happening. I like for a that while. sort of. <laughs> I like that integration. I just think that there's some fine tuning needs to be done in what it shows you. There should at yeah. least be a switch that says, "Don't show me stuff that I have to pay for," like like what Amazon yeah. Prime have done. I mean, or, they have um, their 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 dev although, although I don't in like think, a week. No, it's in. Uh, it got pushed back to like the twentieth or so of of June. I I bet that one of the reasons that all of those um, content content. Um, silos agree to be on the apple tv app is that apple do not block purchasable stuff because yeah you know otherwise why would you want to be in there you know there there's no benefit otherwise and that, that's why i think netflix don't give a shit about being on there because they don't sell more netflix subscriptions by being on there by being on apple tv Whereas, yeah yeah but amazon you know you might you might flog a movie or 10 that way or you know you might get or or T- ITV and Channel Four get to have advertising played through through there, so there's a benefit to them, yeah. you know. But but there's no there's no play. BBC be, are everywhere, so so they don't really you know they don't really discriminate. They're happy to be on any platform. But yeah, that's why I would love to have Netflix in there. I think one of the reasons why I don't watch as much Netflix these days is because it isn't aggregated through the Apple TV app, which despite its annoyances and foibles, is where I go most of the time to find out what I'm going to watch next. Yeah. Yeah, some, the Apple TV app works better than some of the native apps for the shows that you're going to watch because all it essentially does is open up the app. Like, uh, yeah, what's the one that I that we watch? Uh, Taskmaster on the UK UK TV, UK TV Play or something like that. Is it called? Mm, okay, UK TV. Yes, yeah. um, it's it's a free it's a free app. Um, basically channel five pulls all the Dave. channel five dave all that kind of stuff but it was the home of taskmaster for nine nine seasons um and if you haven't watched it taskmaster is very 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 much worth mm. seeking out but the app doesn't it itself doesn't have a continue watching or shows you've been watching or your watch list or what anything that is gonna help you find what the next episode is so I would have to go in, find Taskmaster, find the season that I was watching, and then try and remember which episode. Whereas if I go through it through the Apple TV app, it says next episode is season four, episode five, and you click on it and it takes you right there. Like that's great. Yeah, I think I think the original sin of the Apple TV app is that they've given everything a similar name. So there's this conflation in people's heads as to what things are. Like I yeah. know um 
friends of mine that I've recommended getting TV Plus to, they say, well, I don't have an Apple TV. And I point out, well, you don't need an Apple TV. They said, well, it's Apple TV. They said, no, it's TV Plus, <laughs> which is not Apple TV. And, you know, you can watch it via an app on any device, but you don't need an I Apple go, TV I've got for Apple that. TV, and, but I can't get any of those programs. No, that's TV Plus. But is it Apple yeah. TV? Yeah. Plus? No, it's TV Plus. Or I want to, or I want to watch Just, that show about well, the Spaceman, but I'm Google not paying TV 140 Plus. pounds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. right so, uh, uh, let's talk iPad Pros because you finally got your new iPad Pro Ron showing it off there I got a new photo. iPad Pro this week yeah, um, yeah. No, I didn't opt for the big one okay. I went for the, uh, oh, the, got 11, the 11 inch, inch one okay. yes because obviously I'm not much of an artist and uh, this is really intended as a content consumption device to me, for me so I really wanted <laughs> something you know, I can hold in, in hmm. one hand comfortably uh, and it's still significantly bigger than my previous iPad, yeah. which was the original first-gen iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this thing. Um, it is it is just about the nicest bit of hardware I have right now. Have I you think, read any uh, comics everything on about it? it? I've read, read a couple now. I've um, I've been sort of working my way through. What was I reading recently? Uh, I, just, I just read the recent Batgirl series from you know, from uh, a couple few, few years ago. Um, it's really nice reading comics just because it's, it's bigger than the old one was. I mean, the old one was slightly too cramped at the size it was. Hmm. And this one is edging just ever slightly closer to a regular comic book size. I, I dare say the, the large um, the large iPad Pro is probably the perfect size for reading comics. But I think the weight would throw me off then. Do you know, I, the large iPad although, Pro is not although, heavy. Although this I, thing, I would say... A third of the weight in my hand is the case. Yeah, you know. I I would say like I mean, and it could be it could be just because I'm used to the weight of the old iPad. The new iPad weighs nothing. I mean, the twelve point nine inch with a I've got a plastic case on it that was seven ninety nine or something, and you can comfortably hold that in one hand, comfortably, which is kind of amazing. Well, to what me, I te- you yeah. the other one. What I tend to do is I tend to keep the case on it all day. And then in the evening, whenever I'm sitting down in front of the TV, I just, because the case is just magnetically connected to oh, the back, got, I just, I just literally one? separate the two. Oh, look at your fancy I bought, one. Well, no, it's not a fancy one. It costs 12 quid. It costs 12 oh, right. quid on Amazon, that. Here's the and thing it just magnetically magnetic. just connects to the back of it. And <laughs> when you pull it off, it's like all of a sudden being weightless. Yeah. This thing all of a sudden feels like it barely exists. I, I have a slight uh, problem with, with the magnetic cases in that they don't enclose the sides of it. And it feels like that they're not really cases. It's, it feels like they're not doing well, it's anything more, it's more of a, I mean, it feels like it's more of a screen protector than anything else and something to kind of uh, avoid scratching at the back. But like, this one is designed specifically for the 2020 model. Mm. And it, like I said, it has the, it has the cutout for the, yeah. uh, the, you know, the multiple lens camera. And there's no effort to put it into that case. You literally just slap it into it and it just connects to it and automatically aligns. Yeah. So... The, the case Look, I have... The iPad Pro is not cheap, but I would heartily recommend it. Yeah, the, the uh, case I have is one that fully in, encloses it. And it feels like it's got a rubber edge all around it. And it also encloses where the Apple Pencil goes. So whenever you, you, um, whenever you put your Apple Pencil in, it is actually inside the case as well. So even though it's magnetically yeah. lodged there, it's also inside the case. And the nice thing about that, because yeah. I, you know, I, I like magnets, but I don't trust them because I don't know how they work. Is it magic? What is it? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I'm having a, a long debate in my, in my head about whether or not I want an iPad, an, a, a pencil for the iPad. I mean, on one hand, I don't do an awful lot of uh, drawing or coloring or, or yeah. anything that would sort of require a pencil. But you know, gadgets. Fun. Yeah, <laughs> but you can buy so you can buy cheap non-Apple ones. You don't have to spend. Uh, yeah, but if I'm going to get one, I'm I'm going to get the one that can do all the things because then I'll be annoyed I can't do all the things. Well, that's you know? true. Like, and I want one that kind of sticks that. to it with a it, magnet. It does. It feels nice in your hand, and it's nice to chew on. Those are those are the things I would I heartily recommend on it. So, um, should we that's do a pick of the week? Anyone or? would be happy with. <laughs> should we do a pick of the week? Have you got picks of the week? I haven't. I should say. Well, I have a, a sort of connected pick of the week to that, which is this little dongle. Uh, it's a USB-C dongle. Now, 
I'm probably not going to recommend a particular one because these things are generic as fuck hmm. at this point. They are a USB-C cable with a aluminium cheaply made brick at the other mm-hmm. end with umpteen ports on it. So this made one has HDMI. Cans. How many USBs have you got on there? It's got it's got two USBs. I decided oh. not to bother spending the money to get one that has four or five because I rarely need to plug in anything USB anyway. But this one's got HDMI. It's got big SD card, micro SD card. It's got a headphone socket, which I tur- which I realised this afternoon you can't actually turn the volume up and down. It's just loud. Yeah, and uh, yeah. That <laughs> it's got two me. USB ports. It's also got an Ethernet port and it's got a pass through port for USB C. How much was yours? Well, I think it was thirty quid. Mm, no. The good thing about this is that it works on the iPad and it works on the the new MacBook Air that I got mm. um, from work. So it'll I work carry on one dongle to do both devices. Presumably, it works on anything with USB C, which is yeah. the obviously the the dream USB C. All the things. Yeah. So I actually know I want and I, ha- and I have done this. I don't know if you've done this yet. Have you connected your iPad to a screen? Yes, my 4K TV. That's a that's an incredibly satisfying thing to do, especially if you plug in a keyboard and mouse. The most, the yeah, most thing is, yeah, the most fun thing is to have a mouse on one of those things. And, my, and just moving the mouse around. And the way they've done it, so it's like, oh, I didn't think anyone could do something. I mean, that use, that aspect of a user interface is so well established. How can you improve it? And then Apple somehow have improved it. And it's really lovely. It's delightful. Yeah, it's as if, you know, if you were inventing the mouse for the first time now, it works the way it should mm. do. And I think that's, you know, where the hover targets for uh, buttons in the interface, the, the whole target gets, gets gets highlighted so you can roughly tap on that area, but you don't need to be too precise. Yeah, and if, if there's two big and, target areas you know, it's, like it's little... that, when you move the mouse, it, it's like it's bouncing between those things. I, I mean, the only the only thing is some apps aren't, aren't really quite there yet for it all, but they just act as if it's a normal mouse pointer. So that's fine. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's there's optimization that needs to be done by developers to kind of make these things work smoothly. But um, that's a that's a never ending process. Yeah. And, you know, but the thing most is, most of the apps mice, I'm using have with a mouse and a keyboard in there, that's just a laptop. <laughs> you know, there's yeah, and I I am I, I do have a spare Magic Keyboard here. I'm going to try and find see if I can get a a Magic Mouse, and I think what I might start doing is if I'm heading out and I want to have something to to type on, yeah, I'll maybe just bring the iPad and a keyboard and a and a trackpad yeah. and see how I get on with that. Well, Scott, well, I have I have sort of yes and sort of no. It's all related to all of this iPad stuff that we're talking about. Um, I don't know how recently it was. It might have been a couple of weeks ago now, but the man who was responsible at Microsoft for trying to build Microsoft an iPad killer. He was kind of he was in charge of the whole Surface mm-hmm. thing. Um recently tweeted out a picture of his desktop uh work setup uh, which consisted mm-hmm. of an iPad Pro and a wireless keyboard and mouse um and a stand for the iPad Pro. And the stand for the mm-hmm. iPad Pro was fifty four ninety nine and it's from a company called Heckler Design. Um, okay. I think I posted this into our group chat a, a couple of days ago. Um, and God, it looks really nice, and it sits the iPad up so high that it would be like perfect typing and working height. But mm-hmm. the shipping to the UK brings it to just over eighty five quid. Um, so yeah, yeah. this is and always a problem. Find- and I can't find it anywhere else, but it is a beautifully designed stand um, oh, yeah, that looks really like nice. you can s- support your iPad in both portrait and landscape mode. Like it just looks like it, I would love it for work. Because at the minute, um, my iPad, I have a Satoshi stand, which is really nice, really, really, really well made. Um, but it's very low. And at the minute, I have it propped up on two upturned Tupperware containers to raise the height of it um i know i know um and this would just be perfect but 50 quid i would spend but 80 80 odd quid is is not worth it for me um so until somebody can either rips them off or starts importing them i'll just i'll be sticking with my tupperware stands but heckler design they seem to have a bunch of other like kind of various stands and and 
bits and pieces. A bunch of other uh, things are you're not going to buy because they're in the states. Because they're in the states, <laughs> and I can't. Yeah, and we can't get yeah. them. But we can lust. Hmm. Yeah. Well, do you have anything, PJ? Uh, no, I was just my. You know, just the mouse. Plug a mouse into an iPad. Even even if you only get a chance to play with somebody else's, plug a mouse into an iPad because it's really good fun. <laughs> I, I was sitting at it thinking, this is actually a nicer computer experience than any other computer experience I have. Having a having a keyboard and a mouse on there, um, and only for the fact that I have this stupid twenty seven inch. Uh, iMac, which is amazing, or not iMac, 27-inch Cintiq Pro, um, which is amazing. If I didn't have that, I would just work on the iPad. There is nothing else I need now. Um, I would like, one one of the things with plugging a monitor into it is not everything uses it as a second monitor. Lots of things will use it as a mirror of the monitor, but nothing will really use yeah. it as, a, you know, very few things. If you're in a video app, maybe. I, yeah, and if you're, if you're on a, if you're on a regular 16.9 monitor, the iPad just shows up as a, as a 4.3 or close to 4.3 shape yeah. with black bars down the left and right, unless you decide to play video, in which case it overtakes the whole video, the whole uh, the whole window. I have to believe that iPad OS is, is under constant development, though. I think I think that um, come the, the updates this, this summer, that there will be more pushing down the path of making this a, a computer for everyone. Yeah, look, and, I mean, can the, I, can the, the iPad moment, have I'm, a second screen? Or can the iPad only be a second screen? No, no, the, the iPad, iPad can at, have at a second the moment, screen. Yeah, it can have a second screen if you design an app that does that. So there, right, there okay. are two, uh, but for the most, most... Most apps do one of two things. One thing they would do is they mirror what's on screen. And the other thing they do is they kind of give you... Yeah, usually if it's a video or a photo- photography app, they'll full screen the video or full screen the uh, photography that you're looking at even though it's not necessarily uh, a mirror of what's on your screen. So you'll get a two-display thing. Uh, the app yeah. Procreate, what it does is Procreate will send, say you're drawn on a canvas, it'll send a copy of that canvas to the big screen. So you see the full canvas on the big screen, but you don't see all the control bars. And then you can zoom in on it on the on the iPad. So you can zoom in really close to something while you're drawn. But on the big screen, you see the canvas. And that is a perfect, like, that is... That instantly makes it a, a very viable drawing program for anyone who's got an iPad. Because I, like, if I were advising someone, I'd go, "Well, don't spend a two, you know five grand on, or don't spend a grand on a computer and then a grand on a Cintiq. Spend a grand and a half on an iPad and buy a ninety-nine pound TV, and away you go, you know, and upgrade your TV at some point because you're going to have a better quality of picture and stuff. So um, it, it's and I, I think as Apple kind of push developers to do that more apps will be like that so i don't know i haven't used imovie yet but i'd imagine imovie lets you would let you edit on the ipad screen while seeing the full screen of it on the television in 4k i would be shocked if uh this in in later on this month if they didn't announce that um logic and final cut are coming to the ipad yeah because they, they are they are slowly moving all of the pieces to to make that happen, yeah. I mean, a lot of like I I use Logic to edit the show on here, and um, you've been able to do this for a while. But the the newest version of Logic and the newest version of the Logic app for iPad makes the iPad a perfect control surface for controlling Logic on my iMac. Mm. So if I have the if I have the iPad set up beside me, you've got play, you've got all the mixer controls on the left yeah. on the left hand side, and with the push of a button, I can I can be in a different mode. For controlling it, I mean, people sell um, control interfaces for you know for digital audio workstations for hundreds of pounds, and, and Apple just said, "Well, here's a free app that you can control this with." And if you're prepared to kind of work and get used to that, you can save yourself an absolute fortune by just using that yeah. as, as your control surface. Yeah. And one of the great new things, and why Logic will probably be a pick of the week for me in, in the next few weeks, um, the new version of Logic has some amazing new music music creation features in them. And one of them is centered around um, tapping on loops to play music. Anybody can do this. It's It works incredibly well. It's very satisfying. But when you're clicking on them on the screen, that's fine. But whenever you put those buttons on those loops in front of you on an iPad, you feel like you're playing an instrument and you're interacting with the music in a way that that clicking with a mouse doesn't really replicate. Um, I, you know, two thumbs up to the iPad Pro. It is my <laughs> favorite new device. 
<laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's our show. We will we're continuing this as the Armageddon approaches, and we'll see you all next week if there is one. Armageddon out of here. Black Lives Matter. Bye. <laughs> There's a dark and a troubled satellite. There's a bright and a sunny side too. And though we meet with the darkness and strife, the sunny side.